Welcome. This service, Hope for Christmas, was introduced nine years ago by our Stephen Ministry team at First United Methodist Church of Orlando. Stephen ministers are highly trained people who walk with and care for hurting people. Stephen Ministry caregiving is a one-on-one -on -one connection that is completely confidential and non-judgmental. You do not have to be a member of this church or any church to have a Stephen minister. We at First United Methodist Church of Orlando are a loving, welcoming, and affirming congregation to all. We believe all means all. This message is an outreach to all those who are hurting, regardless of size, type, or depth of the hurt. We are here to care for you through our pastors, our care team, and our members. Please reach out anytime. We are here to serve. You are loved. It's the most wonderful time of the But it doesn't feel like that. It's really an awful time right now. All around me, happy Christmas music is playing. And all I want to do is cry. Will anyone hear me? Other people grieving seem to be doing way better than me. What's wrong with me? Has God completely forgotten me? Do I deserve this pain? How can I make it go away? Will it always be like this? Will I ever be happy again? With festivities all around, shouts and bright lights, we feel the darkness of our souls. Come, God of power and light, help us. With gatherings all around, we feel alone and alienated. God of peace and hope, hear our cries. With celebration all around, our hearts cry out, Lord, hear us and come to us. Bring us peace and hope. Will you pray with me as we pray for courage during the holidays? Heavenly Father, we come here because we carry many burdens some that frighten us, some that cause us great sadness, and some that cause us many doubts. We are troubled by that which lies ahead, and so we place our burdens and all related circumstances in your hands. Take these burdens from us. We ask that our thoughts be transformed from fear to confidence, from fear to courage, from fear to hope, and from sadness to peace. May angels be to our left and to our right, in front of us and behind us, above us and below us, as we continue our journey. God invites and even welcomes us to say what is really on our hearts this Christmas and any time. The psalm writer pours out their grief to God, and we can relate. 
we remember together with the psalm writer that we are still gently led by the Good Shepherd. Let us turn our thoughts to God's Holy Scripture, a reading from Psalm 77, 1 through 10. I yell out to my God. I yell with all my might. I yell at the top of my lungs. He listens. I found myself in trouble and went looking for my Lord. My life was an open wound that wouldn't heal. When friends said, everything will turn out all right, I didn't believe a word they said. I remember God and shake my head. I bow my head, then wring my hands. I'm awake all night, not a wink of sleep. I can't even say what's bothering me. I go over the days one by one. I ponder the years gone by. I strum my lute all through the night, wondering how to get my life together. Will the Lord walk off and leave us for good? Will he never smile again? Is his love worn threadbare? Has his salvation promise burned out? Has God forgotten his manners? Has he angrily stomped off and left us? Just my luck, I said. The high God retires just the moment I need him. When burdens get piled on top of other burdens, the load can crush us. In his promise, Jesus offers us help to carry our burdens and responsibilities. We don't have to bear them alone. He will always help us. Let us turn our thoughts to God's Holy Scripture, a reading from Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. Put on my yoke and learn from me. I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest for yourselves. My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Please join us in prayer. Dear God, remind our hearts that you have already handled these problems many times before. Tell us where you would have us go, what would you have us do, what would you have us say, and to whom, so that our lives may be a bridge from our problems to the answer. Amen. Over the last 12 months, I've been helping my mother downsize from a home where she lived for 52 years, a three-story home, now down to a much smaller, manageable two-bedroom home. 52 years she lived in that house with my dad during his life and with me as I was growing up. It's full of 52 years of of memories, 52 years of, of some struggles, Childhood illnesses like chickenpox, when my grandmother died back in the 80s, and my dad's battle with Alzheimer's, and these years where she's lived alone since. There's also 52 years of accumulated stuff, personal collections, leftovers from my mom's antique business, and quite a few things I have no idea why we've had. And there's a bit of broken stuff in the mix. There were some things that got broken during the move. That happens. There are some things that were broken years ago and just set aside. 
I think there were some things that my dad thought he could fix, but he never got around to it. And some things I think he tried to fix. And I can see the broken parts, but I'm not sure if anything actually got repaired. So I've been doing a lot of fixing this year. Uh, wood glue and clamps, super glue, a little soldering, tightening some screws, a few nails, a little touch-up paint. Some things, I, I'm proud to say, have been fixed up good as new. Some things are okay. They're usable. Some things weren't fixable, but we've still kept them just because they have some sentimental value. And there were a few things that honestly were just broken beyond repair and have been discarded. In the last few weeks, we've been decorating our home for Christmas and noticed the same thing was true there. There were a few ornaments and decorations that for whatever reason have gotten broken, either dropped as we were unwrapping them or somehow uh, they were stored in the last year. And so we've been gluing, we've been repairing, and a few things we've thrown away. Life is like that, I think. Our lives get battered, bruised, and broken and need repair. And I'm not talking so much about the stuff. I'm talking about our hearts, our souls, our minds. Throughout our lives, many of us wrestle at some point with loneliness or depression some with addiction, some with prolonged illness, some with doubts and uncertainties. And sometimes the broken stuff in our life just can't be so easily repaired with glue or screws. Some repairs can't be easily fixed by doctors or psychologists or therapists. There are some breaks that we learn to live with. Some breaks heal on their own over time. Some breaks are beyond repair. This time of year, this Advent season and Christmas, and this season, the service, we, we talk a lot about hope. That's a theme word for these holidays. Hope is the deep spiritual conviction and God's ability to act redemptively on our behalf, to redeem what's lost, to restore what's broken, to find what's lost, to give strength and comfort when things are hard. Hope is always forward-looking. The Apostle Paul says we don't hope for what we have. We hope for what we don't yet have. And yet, we also believe there's a present dimension to hope. We hope even in the pain, even in the suffering, even in the struggle. We hope confident that God is always working, even when we don't see it, even when we're not aware, that there is a light that is shining even when everything seems dark. And there's always the possibility that God might just intervene in any moment that God is always working in the future and in the present, no matter how long the darkness seems to linger. The author Anne Lamott says, hope begins in the dark. The stubborn hope that if you just show up and try to do the right thing, the dawn will come. You wait and watch and work. You don't give up. The theologian Jürgen Moltmann says, hope is more than a feeling. 
Hope is more than experience. Hope is more than foresight. Hope is a command. Obeying it means life, survival, endurance, standing up to life until death is swallowed up in victory. I suppose I would add that hope, I think, is also an invitation. Hope is an invitation that in spite of our current difficulty, we can hold on to faith. Hope is the promise that there's a light shining even when it seems like there's nothing but darkness. Hope is an invitation to believe that in this current moment, in this current day and age, that God will act just as God acted and intervened in the affairs of this world in the form of the birth of a baby. In the same way, God is also acting in your life and in mine. No matter how much brokenness there is, God loves you and God is working in your life. Hope. Never let go of hope. God, grant us a taste of the hope, peace, joy, and love that you promise to all people. Go in peace, knowing that the God whose love created this world sent Jesus into the same world to be our friend, our companion, and our Savior. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never put it out, because hope has a name, Emmanuel. We hope that this message has brought you some comfort and hope, reminding you that God loves you no matter what. If you would like to speak to a pastor or Stephen minister, please contact us at 407-849-6080 or visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org. This podcast is the first in a series of messages. Please subscribe or follow us. You are loved.
you're coming the story of redemption 